And we got for news from the booth for this week, way out of time. We'll talk to you again next Wednesday. Thanks for tuning in. Judy Berry from Earth First, and when I'm in Portland, I listen to non-commercial community radio, KBOO Portland, no compromise in defense of the truth. KBOO is hiring a membership director. Our membership director maintains relationships with KBOO members and listeners, create a process to meet or exceed fundraising goals, and manage the membership database. For a complete job description and instructions on how to apply, visit kboo.fm employment. Apply by March 15th. KBOO is an affirmative action and equal opportunity employer. KABU Community Radio is a proud co-sponsor of the African American Alliance for Home Ownership's Asset Preservation Webinar on Tuesday, March 2nd, from 6 to 7 p.m., streaming online. This monthly presentation is designed to combat gentrification and build generational wealth through estate planning. Again, that's the African American Alliance for Home Ownership's Asset Preservation Webinar on Tuesday, March 2nd, from 6 to 7 p.m., streaming online. More information can be found at kboo.fm on the right side of the homepage under Community Events. I was never cool in school. I'm sure you don't remember me. And now it's been ten years, I'm still wondering who to be. And I'd love to mix in circles, clicks, and social coteries. That's me. Hand me my nose ring, we'd be happy. Show me the mosh pit, we'd be Listening to this month's episode of The Underground on KBOO Portland. 
Our theme for this month is climate, and our first piece comes to us from Mika. Enjoy. Hi, my name is Mika, and today we will be talking about the very important issue that is environmental justice in Portland, Oregon. Environmental justice focuses on the distribution of environmental benefits and burdens. This unequal distribution leads to environmental racism. So let's get started. The Columbia Slough is a waterway located in North Portland, just south of the Columbia River. Whenever I think of bodies of water, I first imagine blue, clear, fresh waters. But this is not at all the case when it comes to the Columbia Slough. Instead, the slough is completely polluted. Each month, millions of gallons of municipal raw sewage are dumped into the water alongside runoff, de-icing fluid from the Portland International Airport, and pesticides from golf courses especially. Furthermore, toxic sludge has built up along the floor of the slough, in part due to leached toxins from municipal landfill. Communities of color are most directly and primarily affected by the polluted slough. The neighborhoods along the slough have high percentages of black and immigrant residents compared to other Oregon neighborhoods. The Portland group called the Northwest Environmental Advocates argue that this is the reason that the Portland city has permitted the continued pollution into the slough. So to me, this is the epitome of environmental racism. Specifically, many black people and immigrants have been fishing for subsistence in the slough for years, but now this poses extremely high risks for humans due to the accumulation of toxins in the wildlife in the slough. Another prevalent example of environmental racism is in the Albina district in Portland. Albina is surrounded on three sides by industrial districts. The close proximity to industry paired with high traffic in the area has led to asthma rates in Albina that are double the national average and even triple the asthma rates of other parts in Portland. That's a lot. Finally, the most elevated levels of toxins in Albina are found in areas with the highest densities of Black, Asian, and Hispanic families. Again, another undeniable example of environmental racism in Portland. I want to note that I got a lot of this information from a great report written by environmental historian Ellen Stroud. That is all I have for you all today. Thank you so much for listening. This has been Mika from KBU. Thank you very much, Mika. Up next is a song that is most certainly underplayed and underappreciated, All Star by Smash Mouth. Somebody once told me the world is gonna roll me I ain't the sharpest tool in the shed She was looking kind of dumb with her finger and her thumb In the shape of an L on her forehead Well, the years start coming and they don't stop coming Fed to the rules and I hit the ground running Didn't make sense not to live for fun Your brain gets smart but your head gets dumb So much to do, so much to see So what's wrong with taking the back streets? You'll never know if you don't go You'll never shine if you don't glow Hey now, you're an all-star Get your game on, go play Hey now, you're a rock star Get the show on, get paid And they say 
say it gets colder You're bundled up now, wait till you get older But the media men beg to differ Judging by the hole in the satellite picture The ice we skate is getting pretty thin The water's getting warm so you might as well swim My world's on fire, how about yours? That's the way I like it and I'll never get bored Hey now, you're an all-star Get your game on, go play Hey now, you're a rock star Get the show on, get paid star technically meets the parameters for this month's theme because the water is indeed getting warm and we might as well swim <laughs> moving on we have silvera by gojira and a piece from chance about climate denial
before I begin this piece tonight, I must let you know that I will not tell you that those who engage in climate change skepticism or denialism are wrong. Also, I will not provide arguments in favor or against climate change. This isn't because I'm trying to strengthen the belief of skeptics, nor for the sake of playing devil's advocate. It's because tonight, I'm not even going to be talking about whether skeptics and deniers are right or wrong. I'm going to be using the term climate skeptics to describe the test subjects of our case study this evening. This term will encompass the entire spectrum of individuals who believe that the narrative of climate change is in some way false. This encompasses the whole range of people, from those who are willfully disengaged due to sensing a lack of academic consensus, to those who believe that some group is operating in the shadows, peddling a particular agenda. There is a scourge plaguing our planet. I know you can feel it too. You've seen them. You've heard them. They're your neighbors, your coworkers, sometimes even your family. The hidden nemesis. People who are led more by their emotions than they are by scientific fact. You should be shocked. You should be scared because they are going to be our downfall. What I did there was try to demonstrate the crux of this piece for you. I created an environment of post-truth. So you'll hear lots of people describe certain things as post one thing or post another, be it post-modernism, post-Malone, post-irony, and in this case, post-truth. When someone is describing something as post-blank, I personally find it easier to understand in the term of time. The term post comes from Latin and means after. So when someone is discussing postmodernism, what they're really doing is describing something after the modern era, which postmodernists see as starting around the Industrial Revolution. In the same sense, post-truth means after-truth. When I talk about what post-truth is, though, I'm not talking about a world where truth doesn't exist. Most research in post-truth comes from the late Giorgio Yakatura. Dr. Yakatura graduated from Harvard with a PhD in philosophy, and his dissertation was actually on post-truth. Sadly, in the spring of 2018, he passed away, but his strong philosophical legacy lives on. Post-truth describes an age in time where empirical, provable evidence is less favored, and consequently, emotional beliefs and the reinforcement of said belief is more favored. Put another way, scientific truths still exist in a post-truth world, but how important those scientific truths are is less and less important than what people feel to be true. Essentially, in a post-truth environment, people focus less on following evidence to see where it leads to them, and instead look for pieces of information that tell them they are right, regardless of if they are. Evening, Americans. Tonight, we've got a lot on our agenda. So let's get into the news. The WNBA announced that they will be allowing girls 15 and over to join their league. This is a seven-year decrease from their previous local 
22 years old. Think about that for a second. 15 years old. Have you ever watched the NBA before? These women are brutes. Dogs. They're nothing like the women I, a prominent conservative mainstream media figure, would lay my hands on. Are these really the people you want your daughters to look up to, to turn into? Think about it for a minute. And look at how the president went to an NBA game 14 years ago with his children. This is the kind of thing that the left doesn't want you to know. They don't want you to know about the deep state cabal that's trying to turn women into men. They don't want you to know about the billionaires that are feeding your life. Similarly, I don't want you to know that I'm a multi-millionaire funded by billionaires. Because I want you to think that I am one of you. I want you to believe what I say. You wouldn't believe me if you saw I was one of the elites that I claim to despise. Okay, that's enough of that impersonation for a lifetime. What I tried to illustrate there was the kind of language that emphasizes post-truth movements. Obviously, I added some flavor there towards the end, but still, it highlights a crucial distinction. Many of the demagogues who peddle disinformation are themselves beholden to the people that benefit most from said disinformation. Here, you can hear Tucker Carlson, Fox News anchor, trying to seep doubt in climate change in a debate with Bill Nye. I mean, to, to what extent is human activity responsible for speeding that up? I mean, please be more precise If that's the number you want, uh, humans are so causing it to happen changed. catastrophically fast. Okay, so at what rate would it have changed without human activity? And well, you, you look annoyed order, that I'm asking these questions, but they're very basic questions. They're okay, not denial. So basically... All right, did you hear what Tucker Carlson did there? He didn't even say he denied climate change. In fact, he even said he'd be open to hearing arguments for it. But what he did was seed doubt. This is the most nefarious thing. You have to realize, not all climate change skeptics are Marjorie Taylor Greene Jewish space laser crazy. A lot of them genuinely do think that they're justified in being skeptical of the science. And that's because in their mind, it's... Not a settled question. Even though all research opposing the consensus has flawed methodology at best and is funded by fossil fuel giants looking to see doubt at worst. What I'm trying to say is that there is a spectrum of skepticism if someone's a climate skeptic, that doesn't mean that they're away from reason. It means that they're being fed deliberate disinformation trying to seed doubt about an imminent crisis. Over a course of around 20 years, Coke Industries, an oil company reporting hundreds of billions of dollars in revenue, paid roughly $150 million funding organizations that are actively engaging in climate change skepticism. This is all seen in a report by Greenpeace. They're funding this skepticism with, with such force because in the end, it's more profitable to lie to the public. The necessary 100% decrease in emissions would be a huge hit of potentially trillions of dollars to their company. So what's the harm in a few hundred million dollars spent here and there to spread lies? The harm is a doctrine that spread a wildfire. And much like wildfires, it's getting larger, more frequent, more dangerous, and more deadly. That doctrine, like I described before, is post-truth. 
you see layers of skeptics in every movement. Some people buy just the little lies because they feel like it might work with the worldview they have. But some people put the big lies together, and what results is violence, radicalization, and the desperation of people who truly think there's a cabal of Satanist, child blood drinking lizard people who are also Jewish, trans, Muslims, and putting chemicals in the water. The smaller lies fit together like a puzzle. Some of them fit with others better. But the picture it's building is a big green screen. And people get to imagine whatever they want to explain the intricate web of lies that's been fed to them. They get desperate. They get fearful. And they eventually resort to violence. Because nobody takes them seriously when they tell you. I don't like them putting chemicals in the water that turn the friggin' frogs gay. Do you understand that? Turn the friggin' frogs gay. Serious crap. Gay. Frogs friggin' frogs. It's not funny. I'm gonna say it real slow for you. Gay. Frogs. How do we help these people who have been fed lies for so long that their worldviews are incompatible with reality? The answer is, it depends. Skeptics are on a spectrum, and you have to meet skeptics where they are at if you want to change their mind. If someone is skeptical of the scientific consensus, show them the numerous meta-analyses that show the undeniable truth of the urgency of climate change. If someone feels like it's happening but it's not caused by humanity, show them the undeniable correlation between carbon dioxide emissions and the industrial revolution. If someone's potentially too lost, you can still try. You can try to appeal to their emotions like their favorite demagogues have. You can try to show them the light, teach them to think critically. But I'm speaking from experience when I say some people just have fundamentally flawed re reasoning from the worldviews they've been fed. Okay, that, that's uh, the end of the piece. I know I've jumped around a lot, and I may have used some loaded terminology and some academic terms. If you want to learn more about climate change, Greenpeace is a fantastic research. There's numerous TED Talks you can find online discussing everything from climate change, climate skepticism, and all of climate science as a whole. If you want to learn more about post-truth, honestly, I, the, your teachers will say otherwise if you're in, in, in college or in high school, but Wikipedia can be a good research resource if you go to the footnotes and find the actual sources from where they get their information from. There's also some interesting TED Talks and videos about bad science on YouTube. And that can give you a more nuanced and deeper understanding of post-truth, climate skepticism, climate denialism, and a lot of other things also. So yeah, that's been it. Uh, thank you for listening. I've been Chance with KBU FM, and you are listening to The Underground. Thank you very much, Chance. Uh, up next, we have Melissa Etheridge's I Need to Wake Up in order to take you back to a time in the mid-2000s when we all kind of thought that the climate crisis could be uh, easily solved just with consumer choices and lobbying politicians. That was, that was pretty fun. Pretty fun when we used to believe that our system itself was not actively out to kill all of us. <laughs> Hello. 
have I been sleeping? I've been so still, afraid of crumbling. Have I been careless? Dismissing all the distant rumblings. Take me where I am supposed to be. To comprehend the things that I can't see. Cause I need to move. I need to As a child, I danced like it was 1999. My dreams were wild. The promise of this new world would be mine. Now I am throwing off the carelessness of youth to listen to. caps that we're talking about anyhow uh thank you very much for listening to this month's episode of the underground uh, courtesy of the kboo youth collective if you are a youth in the portland metro area under 21 who wishes to contribute to the youth collective you can reach us at youth at kboo.org that's youth at kboo.org to close out our climate show we have thin green line by oi Paloi, as per usual
Uh, stay safe and enjoy, everybody.
and she hit me like Dana. Saw that thing so beautiful. Dana. She just hit my heart off. Dana. Full force and she got me like Dana. I be like Dana. Why you so fine? FM, K282 BH Philomath on 104.3 FM, and K220 HR Hood River on 91.9 FM. Why do you love KBOO? 